Welcome to Bravo Maestra. I'm Kalisa, and I'm talking about the season premiere of Vanderpump Rules. And I thought it was an excellent episode. I thought it was so good, but I do have a complaint. And here it is. I feel like I'd already seen half of the stuff in the episode because so much stuff gets leaked or shared or posted ahead of time. Like that scene of Sheena and Brock where Sheena says that Sandoval blocked Summer Moon. I feel like we saw that scene months ago. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Do you feel the same way? I don't know. I just really hope that they, and I don't even know who they are, if that's Bravo or the cast, production, whoever, but I hope they learn from how amazing this past season of Salt Lake City was. And one of the main reasons I would say besides... Monica and having no Jen was that we didn't know what was going to happen ahead of the season or before every episode. We were able to just watch it unfold on the show instead of in bits and pieces online and just we were able to enjoy it. So I don't know. That's just how I feel. And I wanted to get that out of the way. So now I have and let's get into the episode. So when that intro begins, I get a rush of serotonin, just like I've said that I do with Miami. I don't know if that means I'm supposed to live in sunny places or what. And I have been to LA and South Florida many times, and I do love them both. So maybe I should keep that in mind. But I don't know. As soon as both of these shows start, I just get so happy. But we open with Ariana at her and Tom's house that they both still live at. And she makes a point of saying that she's making her own latte because do you remember Sandoval making a big deal last season that he would make her dumpling lattes? I'm literally rolling my eyes. Um, And then did you guys see that gigantic like diamond art looking portrait or like, I don't know if it was like made out of Legos. I don't know. If you didn't see it, you're probably like, what is she talking about? But if you saw it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's this gigantic portrait of the two of them. Like, it's already wild that they're still living together, but that should have been taken down immediately, right? I mean, last season we saw that friend that broke the penis flute, but that portrait is still hanging up. No, absolutely not. Unacceptable. But then we go to Sheena, Brock, and Summer Moon, and Sheena was having Summer spell her name. Oh my gosh, she is so stinking cute. Like Summer Moon is super adorable. Then we go over to James and Allie at the house that James told us at the reunion last season. Remember he told us that he bought a house in Burbank. Um, He's like, hey, can you believe we're in our own house? I can't believe it's been two months. So that's exciting. It looks really cute too. Next up is Schwartz. I'm just going to say it right now, and I'm sure I'm going to say it again. I cannot stand Tom Schwartz. Never have, never will. He's watering his plants. I'm moving on. Katie goes over to see Ariana. They're going to go thrifting together to find teacups for their sandwich shop. Something about her. And how do you guys feel about the name? What do you guys think? I am not a fan of that name. And you know I'm going to make it a poll because I want to know what you guys think. Um, Katie says that everything is falling into place with the sandwich shop and that they got it designed by John Hutnam, who 
is Nancy Myers production designer. And that's actually like super major. That is really cool. Good for them. And Ariana tells us three months ago when Tom blew up our lives, which that made me think because Scandal started, like we knew about it in March, like beginning of March. And so that makes me think this was filmed in June. And I could have sworn they filmed sooner than that. Did, didn't you guys think they started filming this season like right at, I mean, I guess they did film the reunion right after the scandal broke, but I thought that they filmed this season like soon after too. Well, but then I guess it was up in the air if Raquel was going to join and we know she was in that facility for a long time. I don't know. Sorry, guys. I guess I could look this up, but I'm so exhausted. I got a new student and my class has been a little crazy and it really doesn't matter. So I'm just going to move on. <laughs> but we get a flashback to the incredible scene of Ariana telling Scandival or Sandoval, <laughs> I don't give an F about effing Raquel. And she tells us that they have a no contact policy in the house and that they communicate through his assistant. And isn't it so weird that he has an assistant like Ew, get over yourself. And Ariana says it seems like Tom and Raquel are still together because they're sending mail and packages to each other. And she tells us about that infamous postcard she sent him from Arizona with all the lightning bolts on it. Ew. Tacky and bold as hell. I can't get over that. Like, they are demons, the both of them. Also, I made a note that I love the extra blonde hair on Ariana. What do you guys think? I think it looks really pretty on her. I mean, she's always so beautiful, but I was like, wow, that lighter shade looks really nice. Um, then we go over to James and Allie again, and they're building something for the house. And James tells us that he's hurt because Sandoval was having an affair with his ex because reminder, James and Raquel were together forever and engaged in case you forgot. <laughs> and that Tom shut James out from the rest of the group. Allie asks James if there's a world where he and Sandoval could ever be friends again. And James is like, friends? Friends? I haven't heard one word from that man. He's outrageous. I honestly think he went cuckoo. <laughs> and I was laughing. James always makes me laugh. He's so funny. And they show little clips of Tom performing at like on the screen, they have clips of Tom performing as James tells us how he's seen clips of Sandoval's awful performances where he's shouting Raquel's name and laughing into the microphone. And he's like, good God, man, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> and I was just laughing. He's so funny. Then they show a plane flying overhead because they really want to make the point. They want us all to never forget that James lives near the Burbank airport. I don't know like why this has to be a thing, but they really want us to know and never forget. They live by the airport. And James says, wave to the people. And Allie looks up and smiles. I thought it was cute. Then we go over to Sheena's apartment in Marina Del Rey. And she's sitting on the couch and says to Brock, um, again, this is the scene where, you know, that I feel like we've seen it months ago and I feel like we've seen it a bunch, but she says, whenever I have a conversation on this couch, I get Sandoval flashbacks and they show us a flashback to that showdown between Sheena and Sandoval last season where she tells him you be an adult and you have a conversation with her. And Sheena tells us that one of Sandoval's very 
best friends passed away shortly after the scandal broke and that Sheena reached out to Tom being like, hey, I'm here for you. And, you know, if you need us, please, please reach out. And that's how she discovered that she was blocked like through the phone and on Instagram, as well as her podcast account and the Summer Moon account. And her and Brock talk about how Raquel was in the facility for 75 days. They just don't know when that start date was, which kind of keep that in mind. I feel like, you know, a producer basically said like, hey, mention how long Raquel's been in and that you guys don't know if she's out or not. Um, Then we go to Lala's house. Lala's mom moved from Utah and lives with her now and helps her raise her daughter, Ocean. And her brother, Easton, felt a little left behind. And so he now lives in the same complex as them, which I kind of love this. Like, I, how do you guys feel? I kind of love, like, you know, it's her, um, oh my gosh, I'm at a loss, family of origin. And then now they're, like, helping her raise her daughter. I love that. Um, Lala tells us that she's still in a custody battle and that her main goal is the well-being of Ocean and that her ex says his biggest issue is, I don't want to give Lala full legal because that would mean she could put Ocean on Vanderpump rules, but I'll give her final say on education and health. And Lala's like, well, that's all I want. I don't give an F about putting her on Vanderpump rules. And she tells us last year she was focused on the custody battle and now she's dealing with more of the personal emotions. And she says that she has trust issues and questions everybody, which I I think that's very understandable. And she says, Ariana, she tells her mom, Ariana gets a new man. And I'm like, what's his motive? This is weird, which I mean, yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that later, too. And Lala's mom tells her, you're just more aware. Your blinders are off. You're OK. It's all in steps. It was really sweet. So then we see James meeting up with Schwartz and James shows up wearing glasses and Schwartz shows up wearing a garbage trash looking um, Schwartz and Sandy's baseball hat. And Schwartz brought James a plant and a candle as a housewarming gift, which I will say was nice. And Schwartz says, guess what? This is the first time I'm wearing this hat since you know what? I was afraid I'd get a boo. And James is like, you might still get a boo at this point, you know, who knows? And Tom immediately swipes it off his head. Like what a dork. And you know that he was thinking like, okay, I like after not wearing his shorts and Sandy's hat, you know that he wore it today thinking like, I have the film crew here with me. I'm cool. I finally have the cojones to wear this out. What are people really going to do? And James is like, uh, bro, people still hate you guys. <laughs> like what a freaking dork. And okay. Normally I would say, I think Tom needs to go to therapy. Like, do you remember at the reunion when he said, um, that's what we're all here for. This is therapy. And he was like dead serious. And everyone was like, um, no, it is not WTF. And then now, and there were other signs like throughout the episode, but speaking specifically now when he's talking with James and he's like, oh, I'm ranting, but it doesn't seem like a friend talking to a friend. It seems like someone who desperately needs to talk things out or talk things through, like to just like do talk therapy. And there's a difference. Do you guys know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like he really should talk to someone, but I also feel like it could just 
very well end up being like Jax or Austin or even Sandoval going to therapy and then becoming even more empowered in their ways and becoming super villain. So whatever, he can keep doing what he's doing. Then in the confessional, Schwartz pulls the puppy dog thing. And I don't know how anybody, let alone so many people, fall for this act. It was pathetic in his early 30s. And now in his 40s, it literally makes me want to puke. I sorry, I'm not sorry. But he says after Sandoval, Scandoval, see, I just use them interchangeably. Scandoval, reservations went down, staff quit, people were coming in with a vengeance. And Scandoval was the cherry on top of his shit year with getting divorced. His brother was having health problems and you know, the usual bar issues. And he also feels like he was banished from the group. And I'm like, uh, yeah, deservedly. So you asshole. And James even is like, uh, yeah, I know how that feels. And Tom just laughs and is like, yeah, you do. Thank you for extending me some empathy and remembering I'm not Tom Sandoval. And James was very kind. He was like, you're your best Tom when you're just Tom Schwartz. You're not your best Tom when it's Tom, Tom, sorry. And I thought that was very nice, but I think Schwartz is just as much a demon as Sandoval, so whatever. Schwartz tells us he's glad to be on good terms with James because the way the group is treating him, he almost has to look in the mirror and be like, you're not Tom Sandoval. He just wants sympathy and like, yeah, he didn't cheat and have the affair, but he knew about it and covered up for it. And after the fact, defended Sandoval and he's just a total asshole. So like I said, he's just as much of an alleged demon as Sandoval. I will never feel sorry for him, but like we know the cast will forgive him, right? Like that's where this is all going, right? And I bet even Sandoval too. What do you guys think? Like, where do you think this is going to go with them? You know I'm going to make it a poll. (laughs) James says that he's California sober. He says he's not dabbling in alcohol anymore. It's no more alcohol at all, just weed all day, every day. And James asks Tom if he and Ariana have spoken. And Tom's like, no, I don't think she wants to see me because in her mind right now, I think I'm an extension of Tom Sandoval. And yeah, I think that's probably true. And James is having a DJ set at Tom Tom the next night. So Tom wants to know what he should do if Ariana is there. James says, don't ignore her, just a quick hello, ask if they need anything, let it be a fresh start. Which isn't this so nice? Have I don't know. I do enjoy James. I could do like maybe I will do that. Just like deep dives on each of these people. And I see them as characters. I know they're real people, but like as characters, um, nobody is perfect. I'm not saying James is perfect at all, but I enjoy him so much on the show. And so to see him being like this voice of reason after all the freaking shit these people have put him through for him to just show up like all clean cut, like giving advice to garbage shorts. (laughs) So nice. But anyways, Ariana meets Sheena at the spa and it looked, oh my gosh, it looked so amazing. I was like, I want a massage. Couldn't we all use a massage? It looked so nice. And then Ariana tells us about her current boyfriend, Dan, and how she met him at one of her really good friend's weddings. And it was only like 10 or 11 days after everything happened. 
and they put a picture of her on screen. And I'm sure you've all seen this photo because I remember it going around like crazy when she posted it. Um, and I'll post it in the stories. I went back and I looked and I was like, oh my gosh, let, yes, I remember this. And it's actually the first photo or like post she did after like Scandaval broke. Um, and so it's like where she wrote to like the public or the fans being like, you know, I don't even know what to say and all that. And it's crazy. If you look at the post before that, it's her talking about like, oh, Vanderpump rules tonight. And then the lovely, or I don't remember the exact words, but like Sheena and Raquel on Watch What Happens Live. So it's, isn't that crazy? When I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh. So you should go, go back and look. Or just leave it to me to be crazy enough to go back to March, what was it, 2023 <laughs> in her Instagram to find it. <laughs> I'll take care of that for you. But anyways, she tells us that her boyfriend is a personal trainer and a bartender living in New York. And she's all like googly eyes. And then it, like the music kind of cuts and Sheena's like, I don't think Ariana has fully processed what happened with Tom, which I wholeheartedly agree. Um I'm not trying to say this person is a bad person. I'm not saying it won't go well. I'm not saying they're doomed. I'm not saying any of that. I hope it all works out. But to jump into a relationship 10 days after like this big of a thing, I, yeah, I feel like things were not processed at all. I feel like it's survival mode and it's like, Oh, somebody being nice, which is very nice. So I, I don't know. I'm not like trying to be judgy or anything, but I do feel like some processing needs to happen or needed to happen. Um, And Sheena's like, well, as long as he doesn't sleep with any of her best friends, then he's already a step up from her ex. So whatever. Um. Sheena tells us that she has been on Zoloft for three weeks and not like any other substances, no alcohol, weed, anything, and says that she's feeling mentally stronger and tells us that she was diagnosed with OCD a few months before Scandaval and thought that she was handling it really well. But then her OCD and anxiety skyrocketed after the scandal broke and made her brain go crazy and question like, okay, well, if Tom did that to Ariana, would Brock do this to me? Would he do this with Lala? And it's just been a roller coaster. Then Sheena asks Ariana where she stands with Schwartz, and they do a flashback to last season when Ariana told Schwartz, like, I won't have mutual friends with Sandoval, so we are no longer friends. And she was like, yeah, I wasn't actively like, F you, we're just not friends. And then Schwartz had to go and do what he did on Watch What Happens Live. And I don't know if you guys watched that episode of Watch What Happens Live, but it was so cringy. They did a, a flashback to it where um, he says like, oh, if you see Tom, just give him a hug. Come on, give him a like." And it wasn't just that. Like the whole episode, like Schwartz is just <laughs> – He's something else. So anyway, Schwartz reads to us what Ariana texted him after he did watch what happens live. And she says, F you blocking your number. Go choke on Sandoval's dirty ass D somewhere. I mean, but she said she said it more explicitly. I'm not going to say that, but yeah, good for her. And she tells Sheena, yeah, I don't see a friendship there. And good for her, honestly. 
Um, Ariana, then she's back at home and she FaceTimes her boyfriend saying that she's nervous because she's going to Tom Tom and it'll be the first time since that night that she discovered the affair. And she says she thought about not going, but then I love this. She says that she shouldn't have to make her life smaller just because Tom messed everything up. And she wants to make new memories so that maybe it won't have power over her anymore and she can just look at it as some bar. And I thought that was really a, a good way of looking at it. So then James and Allie arrive at Tom Tom and say hi to Lisa. Schwartz arrives. Then Sheena and Lala. Then Ariana and Katie. And they look so cute. Ariana's like, I need to hold on to you. And as they're walking in and Katie's like, remember the first time we walked in here, how excited we were? And they do a side-by-side flashback. So like in one side of the screen, it's them walking in now. And then on the right side was the flashback of them walking in when Tom Tom first opened and they walked in together, which was just wild. And so now they walk in and Ariana's like, oh, do I have to sit here again? And they're all like, wait, what do you mean? And she's like, that's where I sat the last time. And which I took this all to mean like, that's the seat where she was sitting. That's the table where they sat when you know, the whole scandal happened when the phone flew out of his pocket, when she went over and looked at it, blah, blah, blah. And they, like the girl, the ladies, or at least some of them, or at least the producers knew that, like, that's where she was sitting. And I feel like that's kind of shitty, but I also know that it's a show, so they have to set it up to get a reaction. But like, I don't know, it just felt yucky and I felt kind of bad. So they ask her how she's feeling. And I appreciated Ariana's honesty when she says, oh, honestly, I feel a little shaky. Then Logan, the TomTom manager, comes over to the group of ladies and asks Lisa what she'd like. And Schwartz comes over and asks Ariana if she needs anything. And Ariana just looks away. <laughs> and then in his confessional, Tom says, she's an ice queen. I understand that she has this exalted status. Queen Ariana, patron saint of scorned women. How does anybody like this human being? Like, I cannot stand him. He is a monster. That is all I see. That is all I hear when I see him or I hear him is a monster. Ugh. And basically, he says, until Ariana's okay with him, he won't really get anywhere with the other women. Um, and then back at Tom Tom, Ariana gets teary, and Sheena takes her hand and says, I love you. And Ariana's like, it's weird. And Ariana tells us she's been at Tom Tom and sat there so many times, but that last memory is overtaking everything. And then they show a flashback to Ariana and Sandoval together at the opening of Tom Tom, and it actually was like really sad. Then we see Lala take Lisa to the side and Tom comes over again and asks if they need anything and says, Ariana, it's good to see you in here. And their friend Jesse asks Ariana, are you guys okay? And Ariana's like, no. And then with Lala and Lisa, Lala tells Lisa that during that last five minutes of last season thing where Raquel came back to her confessional, she said that. Raquel said that if she goes against Tom, she'll have nobody. And that really stuck out to Lala. She says that she knows what that feels like. And Lisa says it was surprising that Raquel even had the balls to go against him. And Lala's like, yeah. And that part where she says, I'm going to tell the truth because that's what feels natural to me. Um, I'm sorry. I was like, am I in the twilight zone? 
And then in Lala's confessional, she says to us, all the names I was called, me being labeled a home-wrecking whore. If you lay them all out there, it's true. Okay, so for years, you've adamantly denied, like, being the other woman, being a homewrecker or whatever. You've denied that and brought evidence and timelines and screenshots, proof. <laughs> and denied, denied, denied. And now you're just like, yeah, I was. Ugh, you, okay. So part of me is like, okay, is this the Twilight Zone? Lala should still be gunning for this girl. But I listen to Lala's podcast pretty regularly during and post Scandal for a little while. So like while Scandal was happening and then for a little while after. And Lala does know how to work. She knows this is a job. She knows they have a show to make. And my theory based off of one episode my theory is I feel like maybe they thought they should open the door for Raquel and Sandoval to come back because like maybe they're thinking without them what is the show and I hate to say that because they are demons but truly I think that many people thought that like oh what would the show be without them we need them to come back and like they want to keep the show going. Like, I feel like Lala and Sheena are very much like, I'm not saying they're bad friends. I do think they are good friends, but I think they do put this show in very high, as a very high priority. Let's just say that, I guess. And so they're kind of like, whatever we need to do to keep this show going or like stay on the cast or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Do you guys agree? Or were you like, no, this makes total sense. Or were you like, what in the world? I, like, tell me how you guys feel. Cause I was like, what is going on? And that is my only like theory going on. So Lisa says she's happy to see Lala not so rigid in her position on Raquel and tells us that she thought Lala would be the last one to have empathy for Raquel, especially after all of their interactions. And then they show us a montage of them just going at each other. And that's again, where I'm kind of disappointed. Like, Lala hated this girl from day one, and she really was proven right. And to me, I know not everybody enjoyed it. I kind of enjoyed it. Like, I kind of liked Lala nonstop going for this girl. And then especially at the reunion, I know some people were like, it was too much or it wasn't about her. I loved it. I loved every moment of Lala going after her. So I'm like, oh, gosh, what is going on? So don't get me wrong. I did feel bad that I do think I feel like I, that was worded weird. I do think that Raquel was manipulated by Tom. Yes. And I do feel bad about that. But she's still a grown adult who made demonic decisions. So I'm very much the person who's like, well, you made your bed and I'll lie in it. And that may sound mean, but then just don't cross me. <laughs> So Lisa says, if there's room for forgiveness from Lala, maybe the others will come around and tells Lala, maybe Raquel could use someone to talk to. Again, I feel like they're all trying to set it up. So, well, not all, but like Lisa and Lala, they're trying to set it up so that Raquel can come back and hopefully make like explosive television. But again, going back to what I said at the beginning with everything being on social media, from everything we've heard, that's not happening. Like, Raquel's not coming back. So this feels weird, right? Like maybe if everything wasn't on social media, if we didn't know that, like if there weren't, if Raquel hadn't gone on podcasts or be posting or whatever saying she's not coming back, 
maybe it would be different, like better even because we wouldn't know. I don't know. Right now I just feel like I'm almost watching two shows or like watching it with two lenses because I'm watching what Bravo and the producers and editors want us to see. But then I'm also watching it through the lens of like what I know from online. And the same thing, it was the same thing last season too. And I guess I'm not complaining too much because I still obviously love this show, but it would, I feel like that's kind of been a complaint about like all the shows for a few years is just like, I kind of like it to be in a bubble sometimes is just like, let me just watch it and enjoy it and not know every little thing or know every little detail. You know what I mean? I don't know. Katie tells Sheena she's enjoying hanging out with Sheena and says she just doesn't want her business being spurred around. And I don't know, you guys, I don't think these two can be friends. What do you think? Like they put their issues aside to be there for Ariana when all like shit hit the fan, but nothing was solved. It was just swept under the rug. Right. And this like frenemy frenemy ship <laughs> has been going on for years as they showed us with the flashback of like them going at each other. And Katie's personality is more like, I don't give an F. Like she doesn't care what people think. She just cares about herself in a good way, I think. And Sheena gives all the Fs. All she cares about is what people think. So I don't know about this friendship. And I mean, from the previews, I I don't think it really lasts long, long, right? So we'll just have to see. Then we see Lala go out back. (laughs) When she goes out back, to me, it looked like she was outside like the studio sets at Universal Hollywood. (laughs) Like, oh, just a second. I have to take this phone call. Like, I'll be back on set in a moment, which I guess is kind of what's happening. Like the show is happening inside and she's taking a phone call. But Anyways, Lala sends Raquel a voice note saying, like, I know I'm probably the last person you want to hear from, but I'd like to have a conversation with you if you're back in town. And so that's kind of where what I was talking about from earlier when I said remember that conversation between Sheena and Brock when they were like, oh, she's been in there for 45 days and 35 days or whatever, but we don't know when that date started. I feel like that connects here when Lala's like, oh, I'm not sure if you're back in town yet, but if you are, do you know what I mean? And so I feel like, again, nobody knows if she's in town. It's this mystery, like kind of setting it up like if she's in town and she's just going to like walk into a bar or walk into a party, like we have to be ready for that. But then it's hard knowing like that's not going to happen. Like it's weird. Is it just me? Am I reading too much into this? Did you guys even like notice this stuff? (laughs) Or am I just like too deep into like all the behind the scenes stuff? I don't know. So Lala says she doesn't want Raquel to wear these labels her whole life. And yes, that's nice. But again, I think this is all for the show. So I just have to keep watching with my two lenses, which is fine. Then the next day, Katie goes to Schwartz's place to get the dogs. And Katie tells us that besides the dogs, he doesn't get access to her life. And that after the way she he spoke about her and to her, that's not how friends treat her. So she's going to say no. And they show a flashback montage from all the horrible things he said to her and about her last season, which I mean, honestly, isn't it exactly like every other season? Like it's no different. And Tom says that he thinks Ariana or Tom 
tells Katie that he thinks Ariana blocked him and basically wants Katie to reach out to Ariana for him. And she's like, um, I don't think so. And he's like, I literally love Ariana. And again, I feel like I'm stopping a lot, but I have a lot of thoughts. I think that everybody needs to stop using the word love inappropriately. Tom Schwartz does not love Ariana. Tom Sandoval does not love Ariana. Cheating is not love. Covering up cheating is not love. Okay? That's a public service announcement for everybody. (laughs) Tom Schwartz, just like so many of the other men that we see on these shows, cannot stand not being liked. No matter how unlikable he is, he cannot stand not being liked. Also, with the cast and basically the world on Ariana's side, he's afraid of losing his job. Like he's afraid that his job is at risk. So he's trying whatever he can to stay in good graces and basically stay employed, right? Oh gosh, it's only episode one, you guys. Then we go to girls night with Lala, Sheena, Ariana, and Katie. And Katie says, I saw Tom today. He has pet bugs. And Lala's like, bed bugs? I died. (laughs) It definitely sounded like she said bed bugs, but he definitely allegedly does have bed bugs, right? (laughs) So funny. But then Katie says, he mentioned missing you. And Ariana goes, well, that's too bad. (laughs) Like she literally said it in that tone. It was so good. I love that. But what I didn't love was that Katie even mentioned that. Like as tough as Katie acts, she just can't ever just fully quit Tom and cut him out. Like she did not need to even mention that, you know. Then Lala says, can I play devil's advocate? And again, I love Ariana. She says, the devil doesn't need any more advocates. (laughs) Lala says, we have to think about the years of mental abuse Schwartz has taken from Sandoval. And ew, no. But Ariana is so nice and says, there's unlearning that needs to be done. She's having to do it. She always wanted to get closer with Katie, but Sandoval would always say, just be careful. And we all know he totally did that, right? Like that he said that to Ariana and Schwartz. And I think it's because Katie always saw Sandoval for who he was and he hated that. Lala says, I feel like you still have your guard up with me. I can't tell if you like me or tolerate me at times. And Ariana's like, I like you. And Lala gets teary and Ariana's like, oh. And Lala says, I know I can be intense, but I can also be very sensitive. I feel like I am a dog in everyone's fight, but then I like I have to defend myself a lot of the time, which I do. I, I can understand why she would say that. I can see that. She tells us she feels like she doesn't know how to have a friendship when she feels like she's being shut out. I don't know about that. Sheena tells them, I feel like you guys need to have a you moment. Ariana hugs Lala and says she doesn't want her to feel that way. Then Lala says, suddenly the tears are all dried up. With the moment we just had, I feel like I need to be honest with you. That thing Raquel said, if I don't follow what Tom told me, I'm not going to have anyone. I was feeling like I don't want her to wear this the rest of her life. So I want you to know I sent her a message last night. And the look on Katie's face when she hears this, it was like she was watching this on TV just like us. Friend fries and all. Her eyes widen and she kind of smiles like, holy crap. And the look on Ariana's face is like, wait, what? 
And Ariana reminds us that for a year and a half, if anyone interacted with Lala's ex, she was ready to murder them. And we see a flashback to last year when she said like that she doesn't want anyone in her circle that is communicating with her ex. And Ariana says, if I were reaching out to Randall's mistress, I don't think Lala would be very happy with me. That was so good. Like it's, I, I do, that was one of the things that I loved about this episode is just all of these reminders from last year, like as if we could forget, but all of these little things to see the flashbacks, I'm like, yes, this is so good. Then back at Girls Night, Ariana is so calm with how she responds to hearing that Lala reached out to Raquel. I was like, wow. She says that she hopes for the best for Raquel, but over there and or but that she's still doing the same stuff. She's like, they're still in contact and sending packages to each other. And Lala says, yeah, I know they they're still in communication, but and then starts to make it about her situation. I wanted to scream like. I just I I was very surprised with how calm Ariana was, but I don't know if maybe she was just like so thrown off or I don't know. And I feel like Sheena and Katie were like frozen. I don't know if they were like waiting for something to happen too, because it just was so unreal to me that Ariana had to say that like, oh, okay, yeah, I want the best for her over there. Like she's talking to a little kid and like, but they're still in contact and sending packages. Like you shouldn't have to even say that to your friend. And then for your friend to respond and be like, yeah, yeah, no, I totally know they're still talking, but, and then make it about their situation. Unbelievable. And I was glad Katie was like, okay, but your situation is not this situation. And Ariana says, she knew better. She came over one time when I was crying, like maybe in January, aka during the affair. And Tom and I were still together and she was there consoling me. And I just want to be like, no, Ariana, you don't need to justify. Like, like what a shitty feeling to just, again, maybe I'm going too deep, but this is what I do. This is why I started the podcast is to be going through hell and you have cut so many people out of your life and you feel like you have this tight, tight circle and to have your friend, quote unquote, sit next to you and say, yeah, I reached out mm -hmm. and you have to justify, like you have to remind them like, hey, have you forgotten what horrible people these people are and like what horrible things they've done? Like what a shitty feeling to have to like plead your case to your friend. Right? Like, I I hated that. I really, really did not like this. Um, and so then Lala says, well, what she did to Ariana was so effed up. But at the same time, at what point do I say, I know this feeling? And Katie says, the feeling is the same, but the people are different. The players are different. And Lala says, yeah, I know. She was like your guy's little sister. I know. And it was a good reminder, like, again, these dynamics. Lala never liked Raquel. Like, she was supportive when Raquel had that panic attack in the car, but that was about it. Katie maybe gave a teensy bit more of a chance than Lala did, but then Sheena and Ariana were like, ride or die. I hate that term, but they were ride or die for Raquel. And Sheena says 
to Lala. Yeah. And also for what she did to me, let's not forget about that. And Lala says, Sheena, I would never forget about that. I would never forget about that. And we have to remember that now Lala and Sheena are like ride or dies together. So I am interested to see how this is going to affect their friendship. Then Sheena says, I says to us, so not to anybody's face, I feel like if the only thing Raquel did wrong was fall in love with her best friend Sandoval, that that one day maybe we could have still been friends. But the bitch put a temporary restraining order on me and that has changed everything. So what I get from that is, so her betraying Ariana was totally fine. Like she could eventually like forgive that because she fell in love with with a guy but the deal breaker was the temporary restraining order which yes that is a deal breaker but you're also saying like it was okay about the friend thing i mean about betraying ariana like her friend gosh like that would have just been eventually fine okay we got it so ariana tells lala that she's worried people are going to look at lala reaching out to raquel as a foot in the door And I love this. She's like, and there's no foot to be had. That was so good. So I took that as basically like Raquel's going to see that text and be like, ooh, Lala, forgives me. I'm welcome back. Or anybody like like Sandoval will be like, hey, Lala reached out to you. Come on, let's go be back in the group or any, you know, anybody is going to be like, okay, Raquel gets to join the group now because Lala reached out like what a bit I don't know what a betrayal to Ariana and she's being so calm Lala says I want you to know I'm in your corner I don't want to upset you are you seeing me I love you and Ariana was like I know trust me I love you and I'm just like uh uh-uh, run Ariana like and don't get me wrong I really enjoy Lala again it's that line of real life and reality tv I do love Lala but I just feel like in real life Ariana should and would run far, far away. Right? Like she would have nothing to do with Tom and like, which I guess she does have nothing to do with him really, but I don't know. I don't know. And there's actually been talk. Have you guys heard this, that like this may be one of Ariana's last seasons, not that I want it to be, but that like her boyfriend lives in New York. She's doing Broadway and like that this is kind of like her time to move out there. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. And then the episode ends with the demon arriving back at the house with his rolly luggage. The end. <laughs> I don't know. I I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. And I would love to hear what you guys thought. Thank you so much for listening. I know this one was extra long, but there's so much to say. There's so much going on. Um please follow the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Amazon Music. Rate and review five stars only, please. And follow the podcast on Instagram at Bravo Maestra, at Bravo, M-A-E-S-T-R-A. And I just like to do fun polls, fun stories up there. It's a good time. Thank you.